I forgot I had this thing on. <laughs> Good morning. Man, it looks different from up here. <laughs> um, welcome. If this is your first time, welcome. We love having new people and um, guests. So if this is your first time, welcome. And I know I have some friends um, from Columbus watching today and joining us, so I want to welcome them as well. Yeah, exciting. We never know. Um, how far God can use us, right? We, we, I think sometimes think that, oh, I'm, I just met a couple people. I'm not that big a deal. We are. We are because we don't know how far God's going to carry his message through us into what places. So um, I'm, I wanna, I'm grateful that Pastor entrusted New Hope for Recovery to represent today and, and speak and um, I mean, Miss Becky couldn't have picked greater songs. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. I was like, okay. Um, so I have some notes. I did. I never write notes, and I try to do that today. So I'm going to try to follow along. So I want to take some time to thank all of you for your love and support. Um, all of you have prayed for us, fed us, supported us, made raffle baskets. Um, the love that you give to us is not unnoticed because we can't do what we do at New Hope for Recovery without all of you as well. Um, we have an amazing team at New Hope for Recovery, and you'll get to meet some of them in a little bit. Uh, but I think it's important to mention that we get to do what we do because of the way you guys love us. Right? And I think that's a testimony in itself. So a lot of times we get like, what is new hope for recovery? What do you do? And I'm like, uh, love people? We eat? <laughs> um, so we're going to take an opportunity today to try to help everyone understand who we are and what we do and then what part you play in that. Um, so it's a place where we find freedom from stronghold sin and things that we struggle with from day to day, week to week, right? Sometimes we come in and we've, we're like, I've gotten over one thing and I'm going to stay and get over another thing. And next thing you know, we find ourselves here two, three years later, still loving each other and supporting each other. Sometimes people come in for a season and they're like, I'm struggling. Sometimes it's with addiction. Sometimes it's with um, all different strongholds. Interesting, last week, Pastor um, listed out some strongholds, right? Finances, pride, discouragement, ego, fear, doubt, distraction, addiction, lust, gossip, anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, abandonment, rejection, limitations of the past. He said all of those last week, and I was like, and, and those are the things we work on at New Hope for Recovery. This morning I met a gentleman um, who, who, first time here, and he said we're all recovering from something. I was like, Amen. Message done. Come see us Thursday. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter to us what the struggle is. All we care is that there's a place for individuals to come, to find freedom in Christ, to stop believing the lies, to stop believing that those chains aren't already broken because they're already broken. We don't have to stay tied down. We don't have to stay in a past. Um, we may be products of our past because they help to bring us where we are, but we're not prisoners of our past. We're not prisoners of our past because 
Christ already died on the cross and rose again. So I won't, I can't walk around pretending that I'm still in chains. I'm not, I'm free. I'm free because of his love for me. Um, There are many different kinds of strongholds. Uh, Like I had stated earlier, some of us are recovering from anger, self-doubt, trauma, shame. Many of you know my story. I started recovering from addiction, recovered from that, and found out there was so much more going on. We don't have that kind of time here today, so we'll stay on point. Um, We're just a safe place where people come and they find freedom in Christ. Freedom from the things that the enemy meant to tear us down, to kill us, destroy us, to take from us. All of those things that that Satan said, I'm going to use this and take them to their knees. God said, no, they're going to go to their knees, but I'm going to rescue them while they're down there. I'm going to rescue them while they're down there. And so it's a place where that freedom can be found through the love of Christ and for sharing and and, and the ability to share that with others. Um, Galatians 5.13 which is kind of funny because it's been on my heart, and then I realized it was part of this morning as well. It says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. And that's just what we do here. Right? We say, okay, I found that freedom in Christ. And sometimes I think our sinful nature goes, okay, but you're not really going to go tell other people what you did and where you come from and, you know, who you think you are. You're not, you're not going to go share those things, right? And God says, yes, go and share those victories with other people so they know that there's hope, that they know they can find freedom in me, that they know they don't have to stay bound, that there's a way out. That's what we do at New Hope for Recovery. Um, some of us have been in the desert of darkness wandering for a very long time until we came to the ends of ourselves, desperately looking for a glimmer of light and hope. I mean, I'm talking some of us were so buried in the dark that a speck of light was all we were hoping for. And then we come in with our secrets and shame Come in with our secrets and shame. It's telling us we don't belong in church. It's telling us we don't belong in church. Or don't tell anyone about your past. They're not going to accept you. They're going to judge you. I know for a lot of us, it's like, man, I can't tell those people that. If I tell them the things that I did, if I share my secrets, and I tell them that I have shame in my life, They're going to guard their husbands, their purses, their children. They're going to ask me to sit out there and watch church. But we've been carrying those things for so long. We We don't know what to do with it. And then we have places like New Hope for Recovery, which I think is the only place, I'm a little biased, where people can come in and they bring that shame, those secrets, and they bring them in the door with us, with them. And then other people have trauma. They come in with trauma, whether it's physical trauma, sexual trauma, mental emotion, even spiritual trauma. 
I don't know, I think we don't talk about that a lot, that there's spiritual traumas that we have gone through in our lives, whether through experiences in childhood with, with church and different things or the way we were brought up, but we have multiple types of trauma in our life, um, none bigger or smaller than the other. If it's your trauma, it's a big deal. And it's nothing to be shameful about or to keep hidden. Some of us came in and our anger and addiction brought us in. We were so angry. It was the world's fault. There was nobody who was going to save us. There's everybody else's fault. And I used because of this. I used because of that. I used because the enemy had a stronghold on me and he knew that God had a plan and a purpose. And he was trying to keep me from what the Lord had for us. Right? And so we come in and we're angry and we carry those addictions with us. Some of us come in and bring our insecurities and our doubts in. We come in and we're not sure where we're going to fit in. We're pretty doubtful that we can be helped at all. Whether it's from our trauma, our secrets, our shame, our addictions, our anger, but we're so insecure on the inside. We can stand and look confident. We, we can walk into a room and make others believe that we have it all figured out. And on the inside, we are insecure. A lot of us came in and we felt neglected and abandoned. We felt like people were walking out of us, out of our lives over and over that no one was ever going to stay, that we didn't have that value. We weren't worth somebody staying. And God goes, I never left. God said, I didn't go anywhere. And we're like, I don't know. I'm by myself. I feel so alone. I feel so alone, Lord. And we come in and we bring that fear of abandonment and the feelings of neglect in with us. But the one thing that brought us all in were our sins and strongholds. Didn't matter what thing it was, what stronghold it was. It brought us in. Now, to look at a group like this, not y'all specifically, but you know. <laughs> you get a group of individuals that come in with those things, stains, all the stains, shame, trauma, Addiction, insecurity, neglect, sin, strongholds. You look at a group like that and the world just views this as broken, chaotic, the people that we're supposed to judge. That's a worldview. And I think that they do this because it's an attempt to avoid their own internal strongholds. Because if I can focus on what's wrong with everybody else, I feel better about what's inside of me we can compare well i'm not as bad as i didn't do that i wasn't homeless i wasn't jobless i didn't leave my children i'm going to tell you that we can leave and still be physically present just because you're in the room doesn't mean you're still there that's for another day. <laughs> um, 
But I think when a group like this comes together, that it's the most beautiful thing ever because we get to start offering our past experiences that we've shared with others. It's an opportunity to testify, testify, (laughs) testify and glorify God. It's a time where we can stand up and say, but look what God did. You might think that that's who I am, but that's what I did. It's not who I am. Who I am is a child of God. You can't say anything against me. Come against me. You cannot tear me down because what? Get behind me, Satan. Because I know whose I am. And we may come in feeling like stains, but God uses those stains. You ever have a really stubborn stain on a shirt? Usually it's my favorite shirt. And I'm scrubbing it and I'm trying everything to clean it. And eventually I just toss it away. A lot of us at New Hope for Recovery have felt like that, like we're a stain. And no matter how much we try to scrub it or how much we try to clean it, we just got to be tossed away. But once we come to New Hope for Recovery, we realize the only way to have those stains cleaned is from the inside out, through Jesus. Through Jesus. So how does it work? Someone comes in and they're carrying their secrets and shame, convinced there's no hope, no escape from the past. And they start to meet other individuals. And then they start to get a confidant. We're learning. We were going to do them one at a time. But we find a confidant, and we start talking to people, and we start getting that glimmer, that light of Christ. People are are there that have gone through it, that have already come through to the other side, and so they have a confidant. And then they start talking, and they realize there are people that have healed. There are some healing, but there are people that have healed, and that they can be healed too. And we help each other. We find that not only is recovery possible, we're recovered. We are rescued, we are redeemed, and we are recovered. I mean, God bless all of the programs. I love every program. Everything has a plan and a purpose. But I can't stand up and say, I am a child of the Most High God, and Jesus died for me, and my chains are gone, and I'm a recovering addict. No, I'm not. I'm recovered in Christ. I am recovered in Christ. Mm. So restoration starts to take place and all those insecurities turn into inner love. We gain some confidence. We start talking to other people. And through sharing with each other, we begin to be a light. Not only to others in the meeting, but everyone we come in contact with, our community, our family. My family's here today. I'm very excited about that, by the way. Our families start to see that light. Our employers see that light. We start drawing people to the light of Christ, the light that is in us. Hmm. We support each other. Listen, they're very supportive, as you can see. They love being up here today. We support each other. You all support us, which reminds us that we are loved, that we are wanted, that that we're not so stained that we need to be thrown away. 
And then through loving each other, we take this journey and we start speaking truth of the living word. This is not just words on paper. This is living. These words are alive because Christ is alive. This is a living truth. If you don't know how to get out of the shame, the guilt, the anger, all the lists of strongholds, finance, pride, discouragement, ego, fear, doubt, distractions, addiction, gossip, anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, rejection, abandonment. If you don't know how to get out of those things, here it's alive. It jumps off the page. Get in it. So then what we are is we are a representation of Christ. All those stains become a representation of Christ. And we're here for the next person that walks through the door feeling like they've just been thrown away. Feeling like they don't have a purpose. Feeling like I'm just a useless junkie. Nobody's ever going to love me. I can't get out of being a victim of what was done to me. Listen, I was victimized. I'm not a victim. Right? And we start to get through all of that. And we become a representation of Christ. That's what we do on Thursday night. Hebrews 13. 1 through, I think, 3. I came out of the NIV version with this. It says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. I am sure I've met an angel. Hmm. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. And those who were mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. That is one of my favorite verses. So I always joke and say, I've never met a stranger. I'm like, hey, hi, how are you? You should come to church. <laughs> you shouldn't. Um, that verse to me reminds me that we are one body. We are one family. We're not New Hope for Recovery and then New Hope Talmadge or Children's Ministry. We are one family. We are one body. And if one part is struggling or suffering, the rest will suffer and struggle. Um, my nephew had surgery on his knee. I promise you that it's not just the knee that's not working well now. Other parts have to compensate. They have to get strengthened. I'm pretty sure his other leg is going to be pretty strong by the end of this. Right? If my heart isn't working, it's not, it's, blood's not going to flow. So we're all one body, which brings me to why and how you fit in. Each of us have a purpose from God. Romans 8:28, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. Now I understand we each have a different purpose. Right? For some of us, we're called to share the message of Jesus in different ways. Some people teach us how to pray. They teach us about deliverance. They teach us how 
to have that conversation with God, to learn the living word. Some are called to teach. Bless the teachers and those who do children's ministry. Because I can't do that. But we need it, right? Some are called to teach the new Christian how to start understanding the word and then teach those that are advanced how to keep growing in it. When something is purpose for God, it always has a place. Some people sing, again, you guys are, you're, you're welcome that I don't sing. Some do sound. Some clean, cook. But the one thing I know for sure, that no matter what your purpose is, that we are all called for one thing. We are called to work together for the good of God, to share Jesus with everyone we meet, even if you don't use your words. More importantly, we should use less words. Except now I can use all the words. <laughs> you know, and we never know why someone's coming in the door. And it's not my job to know why. I tell people all the time, I get to, I am blessed, each of us is blessed, we get to plant seeds in people's lives. I don't get to see always, rarely, that seed turn into the beautiful fruit that it's going to produce. It's not my business. That's God's business. All I get to do is plant the seed. It's a little frustrating because I like to see the beautiful things. But what happens is God says, I do show you the beautiful things in your own life. Every time we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us in what we're doing, whether it's cooking a meal for New Hope for Recovery, making a raffle basket, whether it's it's praying for us, whether it's you coming on a Thursday just to give us love and support. See, this isn't just for the people that the world thinks is broken. If you've gone through something and you've come through it on the other side and you can testify to what Christ has done in your life and how it has changed you, we need you on Thursday night. We need those people too. We need people that can give us hope when we're feeling hopeless. And I say we because I'm going to tell you there are times where I'm like, maybe I just can't do this anymore. Hey, you guys, you ever feel like, well, it's just another Thursday. Maybe, maybe I can skip this one. We don't know who's going to walk through the front door. So we need love and support as well. Whatever. How about testimonies? I said, you know, maybe we won't do testimonies. It's getting really hard to give, get, find people to give testimonies. Because people think they can only give a testimony if they use drugs and alcohol. Man, that's a lie from the enemy. Testimony is your God story and how you came from what you were or where you were to where you are today in Christ. It's a hope shot for the new believer. It's a refill for those of us who have been around and are starting to feel depleted. Everybody has a testimony. Whew. No matter what it is, we need everyone. Again, I said we are one body, and Romans 12, 4 through 5 says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. 
So you don't even realize you already belong to New Hope for Recovery. <laughs> we already got gotcha. you. <laughs> We're walking free from the very things the enemy meant to use for harm. Whether you're seeking that freedom or you found that freedom, we're all necessary to help the next person in the door. We need each other. Everybody that walks through the door isn't walking through the door because they drink or use drugs. They want Christ. They're looking for that thing. I hear it all the time. I tried this. I've tried this. I've done this. I've gone here. And nothing seems to help. And I'm like, have you given Christ your life? Have you tried that yet? And I get some resistance and I'm like, try it. If it doesn't work, the misery's still out there. Give me 30 days. Turn your life over and give me 30 days promise you the enemy's not going anywhere and he'll welcome you back but i also know the truth is that once you turn that life over and you give your all to christ and you start seeking that you'll get a freedom that you won't want to leave i said this morning Who'd have thought a sinner like me getting to stand up and talk on a Sunday morning? Who'd have thought the woman whose family wanted nothing to do with her because she was living in the world, doing all the things that the enemy put in front of her, got, has the opportunity to stand up and say, yeah, but this is God. This is the, to glorify God. This is what God does, right? I'll tell you some stories of how God has done some things that will blow your mind. And you'll probably look at me like I'm nuts. But then I say, come and experience it. I'm going to do something here. If you um, are on the New Hope for Recovery team, or you attend New Hope for Recovery on Thursdays, or you came for a season and um, got your freedom, whatever it is, can you come up for a second? Wow. All the way up. This is what New Hope for Recovery is. I want to take a couple quick seconds. I just want to ask if anyone wants to share briefly. What, what is, how has your life changed or how has New Hope for Recovery affected your life? Okay. I don't know which one I just turned on. <laughs> Jake. Hi, guys. Um, I've always wanted to go to church for a long time, and um, uh, ever since I was a child, I didn't really ever got that chance, but um, ever since I've become a New Hope for Recovery, it's given me a new hope for um, my addiction and 
um, my loss of friends and um, my chance to see my fam- my chance to see my family again. It just it, just, it gives me new light in my in my life to s- be a part of something, you know, even greater than myself. And with that, I love you guys and thank you. Thank you, Chase. Anybody else? They're not this quiet on Thursdays. <laughs> uh, well, I seem kind of new here, but thanks to Trish a long time ago, about two years ago, uh, I came to New Hope Recovery from drugs and alcohol and a lot of trauma in my life. Um, I, I've been nothing but blessed since. The, the class was amazing. I was able to not have to say my higher, higher power. <laughs> I had to... I, I, my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, um, it, it really helped me in many more ways than just the addiction and alcohol because um, I've been able to grow in my family, um, whether my, my brother, sisters, parents, and my own children. And, and like it was said earlier, how you think you're there just because you're present, you might not really be present. Um, I was that person too. Um, I've been a little bit of everything. <laughs> Uh, but now I am completely free of all that mess. I am reading my word every day, worshiping every day. If you would have seen me three years ago, you wouldn't recognize me as I am today. I come with a new light. Um, I feel different. I feel alive. I don't feel dead. Like he picked up my dry bones from that grave, and he put them back together and put me back to life. I've never had life like this ever, and it's, I never want to go back. Amen. Thank you, Holly. Anybody else? You don't have to. I just want to make sure everyone has an opportunity that wants to. All right. Thank you all, everybody. not going to do it. <laughs> That's new hope for recovery. It's, it's not me. It's not just the place where we, we come and then we eat and, oh, it's cool. It's another Thursday night. It's not just the, it's not a Bible study at all. It's a place to meet Christ. It's a place to get your life transformed for whatever you want to let go of. I have never asked anybody why you're here. Not at all. It's not my business. God knows why people walk in the door. We are men and women. (laughs) We are men and women who finally, what does Pastor say? We got to the end of ourselves so we could get to the beginning of God. Right? I have Galatians 5.13 written down again, so I guess God wanted to hear it twice. It says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Galatians 5.13-15 through 15 further explains that the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right? If you have shame... And you don't know what to do with it? Come in. You don't have to tell us what it is. Just come in. Trauma, 
hurt, anger, insecurity, doubts, fears, whatever your stronghold is, come hang out with us for a little bit. We're not asking you to come every day for the rest of your life. We're saying come until you get what you need from the Lord. Um, So we obviously want to have all of you join us on Thursdays. We eat at 6.15, meeting at 7. But don't forget, there are so many ways that you guys help us. And speaking of, um, we have been doing an annual recovery event, and this is our third year. So this year we're doing a recovery walk. And so we're going to walk in the community and show them what recovery in Christ looks like. We're going to show them the number of lives that were changed, and that's on August 26th. Um, we'll start about 9.30 in the morning, and we'll walk about 10, 10.30. Um, but... Everyone's invited, stuff for the children, inflatables, games, free food. Everyone has a place. Um, After service today, we want to invite you. We have some hot dogs and chips because we know food keeps people just a little bit longer. (laughs) And then um, we have a table set up. You can ask questions. You can sign up to provide a meal. We have some sign-up sheets there for individuals to provide a meal. And listen, just because you provide a meal, you don't have to stay if you don't want Drop it off and or stay. We appreciate it. Um, there's also a raffle basket sign up there for the event. We put that out there because um, sometimes things get lost when we pass the book around. I don't. I don't usually go past the first page. <laughs> Curse couple, right? But we just invite you to continue to help us strengthen to support each other. To transform those stains that we feel that we carry internally. You you don't always see the stain. Sometimes we don't recognize the stain on our own clothing until somebody points it out. (laughs) We have those internal stains. And listen, Jesus is ready to wash them out. He says, just ask. I will clean you from the inside out. I will walk with you in your purpose and your calling. But we have to ask him. And so, as we get ready to wind down the service, um, praise team, if you want to come back up. Um, I want to invite you today. If you, if you're sitting there and you're like, I just want to give my life over to Christ. I want to get rid of those stains. Come to the altar. If you're sitting there and you're saying, you know what, I gave my life over, but I have strongholds and I'm ready to lay those strongholds down. I know that I'm not in chains. I may be a product of my past, but I'm not a prisoner of my past and I want that freedom. The altar is for you. Honestly, the altar is for each and every one of us. So we just want to invite you up today. And New Hope for Recovery wants to thank you for your love and your support, but for allowing us to come up here today and let you get to know us just a little bit better. The most important thing is that everything we do is to glorify God. It is it's a transformation process. And you no longer are bound by chains. We're going to do the...
invitational song. And uh, I want to thank you guys again. And I want to thank everyone on the team and New Hope for Recovery. Thank you. Go ahead and stand with us as we pray before we go into this time of invitation, this time of altar call. And we don't we don't ever leave this church without having what we call an altar call or an invitation. And that's just the time where you can come down and you can lay anything that's on your heart down here on the altar. If you need prayer, there are people that will be here to pray with you. If you just want to pray in your seat, that is all and well good too. But don't leave this place with those chains still attached to you. With those things still holding you down. Because freedom is so much better than slavery. Father God, we once again, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the opportunity that we can have freedom We are so grateful that you sent your son to die on the cross and take the place for us. For all those horrible things that we do and that we continue to do. That Jesus has already took the punishment for them. And we don't have to worry about getting punished and living in hell as long as we put our faith and trust in you. Let us do that today. Let us look to you for guidance and find the stains that are on us and let you clean us up so we can have that freedom. We ask this in your holy and most gracious name. Amen.